Well, you can tell it's been summer holidays, can't you? We've all been uh, busy with... Like, we've each been away a week in a row. And, yeah, uh, classic, isn't it? Been unable to organise ourselves sufficiently. Well, where did you go anywhere, Trip? Yeah, I went to Wales for a week. Oh, and then yeah. I, um, right at the start of August, like the first week... So, yeah, first week of August, I was in Wales. And then... Uh, one of you guys went away for a week and then the other one yeah. went away for a week yeah. and yeah. it's just been one thing after the other hasn't it so you went to wales and then i went to center parks uh, up by family. me what's that up by me did you go to sherwood forest one? Oh, i did yeah i thought you said yeah, not yeah. with you i thought you said not uh, but <laughs> you didn't I go said not with me. me and i was just like i mean like as we're going i, I really do <laughs> consider you to you know, part of the family because you know you see my wife walk by with the ironing board, which is most true. Like, she just she just did. Yeah, yeah, she did, and that's most. Yeah. You, you see more than most friends nope. <laughs> ironing, but I thought, man, maybe, maybe, maybe not this year, Simon. We'll, we'll yeah, well, we'll, next we'll, oh, no, are you going to we'll, go on we'll, a joint uh, joint family holiday to Centre Park? Yeah, come on, trip. You'll come along. Sherwood Forest. I, up by me. And then, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I'll end up babysitting the kids though. Oh, you don't we, want that. Yeah, <laughs> you might take your offer up. <laughs> Kate would. She loves babysitting kids. So, so yeah, get stuck doing. That's the first step, man. It's a it's a slippery slope from there. Yeah, oh, I've okay. I've realised that kids uh, holidays with children is um, definitely one for the kids to remember because uh, it's not it's, it's not a relaxing it's, holiday. It's not, <laughs> you don't you certainly take work off to go and um, have a. Really uh, busy, busy, busy time to come back yeah. and go, well, I hope they like that because <laughs> that was bloody hard. <laughs> I, I need a holiday just from that. We um, yeah, where did we you go, solved Simon? that slightly. We went camping in the Cotswolds Ooh, and, and uh, it was quite a safe campsite. There was lots of space. We went with some friends who also have children similar age to ours. What do you mean and safe? When when we unless it's unless you're bear grills, what what sort well, of camping? Not is next to a not next to a cliff or anything. Ah, uh, we we gave no, the volcano really. a miss. Yeah, as in we could let the children <laughs> go a little free. bit feral oh, and, okay. and play without really worrying too much about where they were because it was quite open. We could see where they were, and we could get yeah. on the beers by the campfire while they were Wee. running around. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Oh wow! There you go. That was uh, so. We've been on holiday, everyone. Now That's, everyone's yeah. all caught up on our holidays. Hey. Yeah, there you go. And it's been rotational season, which is yeah, great. that's been so good. Thing. It's been so good. Yeah, know, it's been man. amazing. So ha- I've been quite lax on it. I've only been to one. I've only signed yeah. up for two anyway, so I'm halfway there. So, and what about you, Trey? I've been to four. You've so been to four or you signed up to four? I've been to four. So I've been to Geek Retreats, London, Manuscrew, yeah. Darksphere, London, and Trinity Car Capital, Newcastle. And the last one is Living Realms. I'm not going to Glasgow, even no. though there seems to be a big push currently to, for everyone to go to Glasgow the day after Living Realms. But yeah, that's a bit beyond me, I think. So yeah, It's been busy. So every weekend since I got back from Wales, it's been an rtn so this weekend is my only weekend off i'm still doing a tournament but i'm not doing an RTN, so. <laughs> Great. Well, how many did you sign up to simon so i am two down one to go three two total down, to go. Right, two cool. down so- one to go um so i went to manuscrew uh which was the second 
uh, Road to Nationals in the UK, and yep. I, uh, yeah, that was an bash. experience. And then I went to Bash. Yeah, Did, oh, I had man, a screw, man. I had bash. to, um, I had to, uh, you know, give you a shoulder to cry on, didn't I? Yeah. So <laughs> I tilted pretty hard, uh, having not had the start I wanted to the day, and it was a good lesson in tournament sort of longevity i didn't have a great i went three and three uh didn't feel like i played my best but you know enjoy enjoyed the day there were loads of great people there manuscu is a great shot mark's a great host and uh yeah just got two up in my own head and learned a lot about how to go into the next one i went to and did a lot better before we get stuck into road to nationals chat should we uh Reveal what we're drinking tonight, because I feel oh, like we're going to get stuck well, can, in. Aren't well, can we? I, before we before we reveal that, because Mark mentioned Manuscrew, I just wanted to do one little good shout out, right, to Tabletop Twenty Four for oh, their yeah. absolute quality stream, right, and they were sick. very kind to let um, me represent the Push the Point um, podcast on, on what I call an advert, because he literally pre-recorded loads of. Um, different segments of uh, box openings and stuff just as little things as filler in between games because you know he said there's nothing worse than seeing we'll be right back and you just don't know how long that is so he just put some adverts in and we were fu- we were featured i don't know if you guys hey, knew. i did not know that <laughs> no. i did because uh i was recorded for three of those games so i got to know the guys pretty well uh, yeah and they were really really nice and they yeah. shared some footage with us which we may talking. be able to use for the uh, the background of this podcast, very possibly. So you might oh, be seeing that go. in the background yeah. right now. Anyway, should we should we reveal the drink? Yeah, let's do it. Um, who? God, it's been three weeks and three days. Who goes first? It's you normally. Do. Oh, I thought it was Simon. No, no, it is you, Hamish. You go. Oh, first. it is me. Right, I go, okay. I def I definitely go last. But... Oh no, no, no! Big Simon usually goes. Oh no, you're the no. Wild it's card. always me. It's always I think me. I'm actually outwilding you today. I think you might to be today. Yeah, I think so today because tonight, gents, uh, because um, I can't qualify a road to nationals. Um, I have decided to put two drinks together because um, I don't have many options. And I've got Southern Comfort. Oh, nice! With an appetizer. Okay, <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Simon's literally had a face of what the hell is this? What is that? that is a proper so, redneck drink, isn't it? I mean, it's is... like a apple, apple. I'm going to call this. Oh, we can. Eat, we, we've got two names, ladies and gentlemen. We've got the Southern Apple, or uh, or a, a, an or an Apple Comfort. That's original, right? <laughs> That's the shittiest thing I've ever heard. That sounds dodgy. I'm just going to uh, use Apple. Yeah, uh, I, thought, or, or, I thought the second one was going to be uh, more clever, but it was just terrible. Oh, no, I've got a better one. I've got a better one. A suffered, a Southern-tizer. Should be uh, a Southern-tizer. Yeah. A Southern-tizer sounds original. A comfortizer. Have you ever had Com- a jungle? Comfortizer. Ever- that, that's amazing. See, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Have you ever had a jungle meister? No, we're that? still talking about jinks now. What? Yeah, I mean, well, a jungle meister is well, Jägermeister with tropical juice, and um, I have to Ooh. say, it's really nice. It looks like vomit. A, well, it looks like a pond, but <laughs> it tastes like honey. Anyway, um, 
Am I drinking this now, or am I? Yeah, get stuck in it. Reveal just so, just so you can see what uh, what do we sort of call it? A comfortizer. A comfortizer. A comfortizer. Okay. Oh, oh a state. So, all right, go on, yeah. then, So I've got something I picked up on my camping trip. Mm. Uh, Sorry, this is state, nice. A stateside session IPA by Buckham Brewing Company, down okay. in the Cotswolds, Bristol, actually. Ah. Uh, it's a four point two percent. Session IPA brewed with Centennial hops. It's quite nice. Very nice. When did I've been, now? Yeah. I've already seen what Trip's drinking. I'm I'm impressed. The well, yeah. Uh, what, oh, sorry, Trip. I'm just so mine's just... on brand. So um, after my new favourite Flesh and Blood card, which is Ghostly Visit Red, um, which is a great card by the way if you're playing ship. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I have a ghost ship. Ah. Uh, just a bottle of Adnam's ghost ship. Do you Big fan of Adnam's. Big do you, fan. Do you put Lunatide mm. Plunderer in your deck? Uh, no. Mm. No, because it's shit, mate. Oh, I, right. thought, I thought Ghostly Visit Red was shit and everyone was saying it's shit, but actually it's a great card. No, it's um, well good. And I love it. Right. Can I just give what you a bit you of an update? Why is, why is your face like that? So I just give you a bit of a, I'll give you a bit of an update on this comfortizer. Um, yeah, you said it was tasty, but your face doesn't look like someone who is enjoying. No, no. He's no, this... not. He's not drinking it anymore. He's smelling it. No, it's it smells like it smells like vomit. But oh, no, it doesn't. Oh no. man! But it's not the one, is it? Do you not have any Coca Cola or anything? No, it, it tastes all right. It's basically. Just a very it strong appetizer. <laughs> it doesn't look like it tastes all right. No. <laughs> what do you mean? Because this is looks yeah, like something yeah, you're saying. Oh, you I haven't got any ice. That's my problem. I was going to say, you haven't yeah, even got any ice it's probably in it. A bit you, warm. Uh, you see, you're just such right, a thug. All right, all right, okay. You know, I am to, I am stretching this little bit out here. I mean, seriously, all right, no, I, I can't. Right, I Dan, Dan, and I got, Dan and I are going to start talking about what's going on this podcast. Because, yeah, uh, so what's... what's <laughs> Some of, us, a bag of <laughs> some of us bag of rice. Some of us today, So, uh, as you've already guessed, we're going to start talking a bit about Road to Nationals. Um, we've had five of the seven UK events so far. Um, we're going to move on and talk a bit about Nationals because we had a big announcement this week about yeah. UK Nationals. Uh, we may have some interviews for you with uh, some very special guests, and I'm looking forward to hearing those immensely. Yeah, some RTN then, winners. So that should yeah, be pretty hype. Special, special guests. And uh, and then we might just finish off with uh, a bit of a chat about some tales of Aria spoilers that have already come out. Uh, we've had three cards spoiled so far, and uh, there's been a lot of theory crafting already about where, where things are going with that set, so... Yeah, I think that'll be good to finish up on just because new sets coming out. I mean, it feels like Monarch's been out for five minutes, and the next set's oh, coming out already. I mean, it, it hasn't, but it feels no, that way. I, 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 get why, I get why months. we all feel like that because actually there were delays upon delays for first edition and then unlimited. Yeah. And by the time the cards actually got here, it was pretty much road to national season, and then sorry, skirmish season, and then road to national season. Everything's felt quite condensed over the summer holidays. Yeah. Um. And now we're three weeks away from Tales of Aria pre-release. I can't believe it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But let's chat about RTNs. Um. So Simon, you were talking about uh the 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 Mana Screw one. Yeah. Um, but, but you went to one after that, didn't you? After the Mana yeah. Screw so one. went to a bit more local to me. I mean, Mana Screw is not far away, but Boards and Swords, Hobbies and Derby. 
ran a fantastic event. Forty players turned up, and uh, yeah, it was it was a long day. Uh, I think it was a, a ten a.m. start, and we finished about seven o'clock in the evening. Um, six rounds of Swiss. Top eight went obviously three rounds, and uh, we had lunch provided. Uh, breaks oh yeah, man, a little mini pizza. Yeah, a little oh, pizza yeah. from Domino's, individual for every player, and uh, yeah, some some really, I mean, similar to Manuscrew, the guys at Boards and Swords know how to treat their customers and their players. So there were participation packs for everyone that turned up. First edition Monarch, and uh, yeah, the the LSS prizes were pretty sweet as well. The uh, well, in fact, I don't think I've seen a different cold foil aura i think every uk one has had the cold foil merciful retribution so far yeah i think that was what yeah they i were think so doing right mm. no but there are there are multiple cold foil auras it's just the uk seems to have everyone's got the same one yeah well i've only been able to get one um humble brag. all right uh, humble brag oh i've, I've yeah. placed in the top eight too many times so but do you it's not a, get one a, if you it, place no. no it's a real issue uh, <laughs> it's only it's only ninth to thirty second that gets the uh, that yeah. gets the call for, but uh, I mean it is I mean it is a strange choice by LSS to to not give those cold foil auras to the top eight as well. I do find that strange. Okay. Yeah, I think I I, I well, at first I, I was enough. like it was, but you you get the cold foil heroes yeah. and the cold foil That's heroes. That's true. Okay. I mean that is true. I mean, and I don't really play Prism, so I mean, if I played Prism, I'd probably be a bit more annoyed. Who uh, plays Prism, man? Prism's trash. No one here plays Prism, so <laughs> nah. Prism's all right. So interestingly, uh, the the two big events at Bash that Hamish and I have both played in, we've placed in exactly the same uh, places both <laughs> Thanks, times, right? Simon. <laughs> I'm not saying where you placed. I'm just saying that well, we both placed in the exactly exact the same, same spot. Place. So it was the same as the last one. No. Yeah. Long, long time <laughs> listeners will be able to work this one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you listen to episode nine, bloody came ninth and I got steaming. I'm now I'm, I've got I've got I've got losing I've got loser problems, haven't I? If you, <laughs> I'll come back for hey, every event. Ninth, ninth is nothing to be ashamed of. Ninth is great. I came uh, ninth. On a forty person field so. during the top twenty five percent, so do you know what I have right. found interesting is following each UK Road to Nationals event, it's been really hard to pin down a meta. I don't yeah. think, apart from the prevalence of chain and cats, I don't. Well, no, because there have been katsu, there have yeah. been events where there've only been two or three katsus. So, apart yeah. from there being a lot of chain, there's been real variations in how many prism. Like the the first one, there were loads of prism. After that, they've been falling away. Uh, there, there's been a few events with four or five katsus. Um, Is this UK or four, just overall? In the UK. UK, in the UK. yeah. Oh, okay. So at Trinity Car Capital, which was the last one I went to, there was barely any katsus. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there was a katsu in the top eight. I could be wrong. I don't. There think wasn't, there was. no. Um, normally, there's one or two, uh, and I didn't play any in the... Um, the Swiss, but at other events, there's loads of katsu, especially yeah. aggro katsu. There's barely any control katsu in the UK. I think there's. Um, so I, ju- I just think it's an interesting who's taking um, it, but that there's been really hard to pin down a meta in in the bash event, for example. There were three Boltons in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it was the best time to play Bolton because um, the most scary chain players, um, yourself included, Trip, and a couple of others were not about that day. We there, so yeah. it, it was one of the worst, one of the harder matchups that Bolton wants to face. It was the best opportunity to 
to to perform and obviously uh it it was it was a good medical overall in that event and then uh, the poor two Bolton players just got gatekeeped by the second worst matchup, which is Dorinthia. Yeah, <laughs> so, there was a few Dorinthias. Yeah, that right? was really so, tricky. Yeah, that was that was. If there was anyone else, if there was like even the Agro Cats, I reckon one would have slipped into top four. But that's tournaments. But yeah, so so, yeah. It, so far, Trip and myself, we've both uh, very been very fortunate to qualify for nationals. Yeah, I think Road to Nationals has been such a good opportunity for the uk community to actually meet each other it's been really people that can travel around have been traveling around and it's been really good and i just wanted to say for the i've really enjoyed all the road to nationals that i've been to but that trinity car capital one on saturday was just so great because we used to play in the trinity car capital online friday night armory every single friday for like what three months yeah, four months, months even yeah. playing blitz the same people and now those all those people are some of the best players in the uk community and are now playing all all the time and it just felt like we were playing uh trinity car capital again but in real life and it was just so nice to see some of those people there so really fantastic time big shout out to that's to this to the store for putting that on it was just really really good um and yeah, now we're just waiting for Living Realms in two weeks' time, uh, or less than two weeks' time now, which is going to be a big 64-person road to yeah, national, probably the biggest, sold out. biggest tournament the UK. the UK's seen. I call it pre-nationals. Yeah, and it is. It really is, and it's going to be well, a really interesting one. Especially now, because we know that Living Realms will be hosting the UK nationals oh, on the 29th, yeah. 30th, and 31st of October. Oh, yes. yes. So we've got that coming up and Living Realms 64 player event. It's going to be huge. That's like, as you say, it's the biggest UK event for Flesh and Blood so far, let alone Road to Nationals. Just a quick uh, quick shout out because we're going to have our competition at Living Realms Road to Nationals. So the highest placed Azalea and the highest placed Viscerai will win their alternate art hero cards, kindly provided by Protect Cards. Um, and... I think it really will be as uh, as mixed and diverse a showing as we will see at nationals in October. Yeah, I swear yeah. I'll just be just labelled um, ninth, Mister Ninth, Mister Bubble, Mister Bubble, bubble yeah. man, Bubble Boy. <laughs> now, as well as um, as well as the Living Realms Road to Nationals and uh, their hosting nationals, we are so close now to the final part of our giveaway from living sponsored by living realms uh which is our crazy brew we're we're at just over 150 subscribers we've got come on less than 20 to go so literally literally less than 20 come on there's got to be 20 people that likes us if right. only so we hadn't have decided like and to subscribe make a, a, and, a joke uh, of getting to was it yeah, 169, 169 that is it right yeah it like, was originally 150 which yeah. we have got to <laughs> but we decided hamish to went for the meme my, uh, well, like I'll and subscribe the yeah. and then you might be in a chance uh, like subscribe and comment even and then you'll be in with a chance of winning a cold fall crazy bro promo card um yeah do it Absolutely. do it now do it now um uh, i'm just gonna before we go into the interview well, no, section before we go into the interviews know. can we just oh, quickly God, talk okay. about I was, nationals i was gonna tell you that my drink is pure shit and i've got a headache oh, so okay. i'm moving on now to a, a, a very easy Carlsberg. Carlsberg. <laughs> you should have just drunk that for the start. Oh, Cheeky Carlsberg. Yeah. You've got you to 
for the for the for the viewers. I thought you, you didn't know, have you, any beers. I was like, what? why would you be drinking Southern Comfort and Appetizer? Oh, he's, he's probably just got no beers at Carl's. Wild and card, he's had a trip. No, yeah. I didn't. I sat down for. I don't think this can look, of Carlsberg is going to be enough. So being a wild card, it it's not as easy as it looks. You think no, you can just not. throw Christ, two drinks like together shit. and be and be in a wild card? No, it no, takes was... it takes weeks of preparation to come up with. Beer. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. Not for me. It takes minutes of preparation because I don't, I don't have any lemonade. I don't have anything. Come so up with the comfortizer. What about the appetizer? Will that work? And she went, oh. So I thought, oh, I'm not going to crack open this Carlsberg. I'll, I'll give this a go. And if it doesn't work, I'll go back to Carlsberg. And if Carlsberg finishes, I'm just going to drink. Right. This is why you come ninth in tournaments because you make bad <laughs> life choices. So, That's why. Because well, I don't commit. <laughs> I'm really sorry, everyone. If you hear heard that, but I've actually no, I've actually freaked out. I heard, I thought I heard like, if I, I don't know, I've just basically was just hearing two cats screaming at each other outside my house. Oh, we didn't so hear I'm, that. I've, no, thank. Well, sorry. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I thought you were having. Is this appetizer going to your head, mate? Are you, you're right. <laughs> is he actually oh drinking God. absinthe? Is he, is he hallucinating? Oh my God. I feel like we're I feel like we're merging into an interview. <laughs> is that that is not the transition for the interview? You get out. You get no. out now. Hi. So welcome everybody uh, back to Push the Point. Uh, my name's Simon, and I'm here today with Mark, who was the first UK Road to Nationals winner all the way back on the seventh of August at Geek Retreat London Holloway. Nice to see you, Mark. Hi, Simon. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we're just going to run through a few questions then. Uh, obviously, being the first winner of a UK Road to Nationals in flesh and blood ever, that's a pretty whoa, special whoa, whoa. place to be. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not even like it's the first Road to Nationals. It was like one of the first proper competitive events that we've had in the UK with, with obviously all this COVID and all this lockdown and everything. This has been the first real taste of com- competitive flesh and blood that we've gotten into. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with myself. <laughs> I think you should be. I think uh, w- there were over 30 competitors on the day. Um, you had, what, five rounds of Swiss and then a top eight cut? Six rounds of Swiss and cut top eight. Yeah. Amazing. Well, congratulations, firstly. Um, take you. Take us back to before the event. Like, How did you prepare in the run-up to this uh, this competitive season, Road to National season? Cool. So um, my preparation is... So a bit of backstory. Uh, you might be able to tell my accent, but I'm from New Zealand. Um, and I have a big crowd of friends who play in New Zealand. They will be testing during the evenings. I will be throwing, jumping on Discord of them, talking them jumping in a few games just talking constantly with them about um their testing process their metagame kind of their deck choices um the obviously different metagames are going to be happening between the uh new zealand scene and the uk scene yeah um and also we don't have a metagame yet like this is this is number one this was kind of going in blind um, so, and we had a couple of things that we were kind of looking at. I think what floated to the top was either a very, very, well, what floated to the top was either you had to play chain or beat chain. Yeah, I think um, that's fair. Yeah. 
Um, I think the decks that that early in the picture, the decks that we were thinking could beat Chain were Bravo and Dash. Mm-hmm. Um, very controlling builds of both of them. Uh, we're talking Dash with six defense reacts, three sigils with snags, and just and and you still try and do like a a, a big high up big high up being turned to put them under some pressure. But generally speaking, you're trying to just kind of stop them from being too nasty. Um, but I had, I had more experience on chain, and so I just kind of went for chain in the end. So you, your prep was maybe a bit turbocharged by some uh, some friends back in New Zealand. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think that's a great resource to have available to you. So uh, are there any names that you might want to drop in there, or are you, uh, you going to keep Sturm? Uh well, I, I mean, I'm very close friends with uh, Rohan Khanna. Um, he's probably been floating around a few, um, few top eights in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a PTI under his belt. Um, and Jordan uh, Fussell Nelson. Um, so I've been playing quite a few games with him as well. Ever the meme. Um, ever the meme. Yeah. Big mouth himself. Yeah. So, no, there's, there's, some, there's some good players in that group chat. So, um, uh, blessed to be there. Awesome. Well, thanks for giving us a bit of insight. And and you mentioned chain, and it came down to B chain or beat chain, which I think is 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 fairly uh, consistent with what we've seen in our burgeoning meta game so far. Um, tell us a bit, if you can, about your chain build and and what you were trying to achieve with that. So. Um... The chain build I went with uh, was largely worked on by uh, a friend, Tom Penny. Um, the goal of the build was to beat control decks. Um, we went with four Seeping Shadows uh, and a bunch of extra Demigons. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to go exceptionally wide against control decks. Um, so a snag isn't going to catch us out. It's the idea is that we can go wider rather than taller. Yeah. Um, and so with things like unhallowed rights, uh, you can get back owls from beyond and seeping shadows, load the bottom of your deck with a bunch of good stuff. Um, and the final turns of your game, you're kind of looking at see like pitching some blues doing four or five attacks of seeping shadows and howls to kind of put them over the top so you can you can push through that last bit of damage without having to rely on a big rift binder so big cards like the howl off obviously adding plus three and the seeping yeah. shadows plus one go again but but resource intensive at the same time yeah so but we had we had so we had um I think I went with two yellow seeping shadows actually okay. at the end. So, so maybe even five seeping shadows, and being able to like just go seeping shadows even into like a enlightened strike, and drawing the card off the enlightened yeah. strike. So it's getting go again. It's coming in for six, but it's kind of replacing itself. So it's, it becomes a, a less resource intensive and still a threatening attack. Yeah, and maybe a couple of plunder runs in there, or so the, or you got you got to have three plunder runs. You've You've always got to have three yeah okay and um so how did you feel going into the into the event with that deck how, how did you expect to do on the day um so i had i i had a lot of reps in playing the deck but not necessarily the reps against the right 
matchups or matchups across the board. So it was more of a case I was I was comfortable playing chain, mm. comfortable sequencing chain and get kind of and it's a deck that you can just you get so much information all of a sudden that you, every turn is just like a flood of like, okay, what am I gonna do? I was kind of used to that. Um I do think that chain is a bit of sometimes it feels like a bit of a solitaire deck. Mm. Um like you're doing these big turns um all your damage is very vanilla um so you're not necessarily having to play around certain defense reacts because you're relying on things to hit and things like that um so it's a deck that i didn't i, I felt i didn't have to play into very very many different matchups and know exactly what i was looking for um that being said, I've made a few mistakes through it of like when I should be playing Husk versus uh, Iron Weave mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so there is definitely some very matchup specific choices that you have to make. Um, yeah. So and so so through the tournament, I think through the, the rounds of Swiss, I played I think three other chains. Okay. Um, Heavy. And I think that came down to probably just. Um, making a few better choices during the game, um, and uh, okay, so I, I think I went two one against Chain actually. Okay. Um, two of them, two of them, the the two I won, I was reasonably happy with how things went. The one that I lost, we both banished terrible cards, and we just played this like this this the most the worst Chain game of all time. So. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but I, guess I think, with, I guess with chain you've got uh, a lot of known information once the banish is done, but you've also got to have a, a a plan because you don't get to see that until you've defended. So you've got to have a plan with what you're going to do if the banishes are good or aren't good. How do you how do you f- like manage that information gap? So the. And so this is this is I think this is a challenge of the build that I played, and I think there's been a couple of builds floating around uh, recently that are definitely more optimized. Um, we had a few more yellow demigods, blue demigods, and we had a few more uh, blood deck cards that were blue. Um, and you definitely your your blocking decisions are definitely a little bit more limited because you have to keep cards in hand. Um, you can sometimes make the decision to block out a turn and accept that your banish is going to be uh, just kind of accruing for your following turn. Um, I've definitely had, I mean, I've, I've had a few games where you might sit on a plunder run or an art of war in Arsenal, you block out heavily, and then you wait to get a good banish off the top. You take the hit and then you come back with just an, an, an absolutely explosive turn and chain is really able to do those big mm. 20 25 damage turns just off one out of war basically basically yeah um so yeah so the the decision making process it kind of it is looking at what you've got in your banish zone already uh the amount that you're going to be banishing yeah. and what's coming in um if it's Early in the game, you've got a lot more leeway to uh, block out a lot better. Yeah. By the time you start getting to six, seven shackles, even five shackles, um, you really need to start being on the front foot. Um, otherwise, you're going to lose the game very quickly. 
That's, I think I think that's a really fair point. And in per, my personal experience as as Katsu versus Chain, it does it does often come down to those last two turns where it's kill or be killed for both players, which is a really interesting spot to be in. And I think the whole meta seems to have shifted to a very much an aggro favored. Um, approach uh, on all sides the bravo builds which you mentioned earlier and maybe the fatigue dash builds personally we haven't seen those so much in our uk meta so far yeah i i'm i'm i do wonder if it's I, i'm not sure uh maybe it's that we don't have a lot of we haven't played a lot of that's constructed up here. Yeah. We've got no one who is settled. Then we've got no stubborn Bravo players or yeah. no stubborn Dash players who um, they're they're tuning their bills to beat these things. We've got a very kind of fluid. People want to pick yeah. up and play the new toys and kind of figure out what's going to work. So that's that's quite cool. Um, I generally agree with where people are going. I think the the control approach to beating Chain is getting phased out. I think people have figured out that mm. Chain. It's 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 a very boring game to play as well. You don't want to just block out every yeah. turn and hope to fatigue and hope to snag. So I think that's going away, and people are trying to go under chain, trying to pressure them so much that um, that by the time chain needs to be on that front foot, they've got very very little wiggle room to work with. Just for the uh, listeners at home, as it were, just try and describe how it felt. Firstly, to get that nationals invite getting into the top four but then also getting to the final what did it feel like to sit down against someone playing in the final of the first road to nationals um it is it was it's it's been so long it's been so long since we've had tournaments and it was and there's there's very there's so little expectation around how i felt i was going to do going into the day so to, to get to the final was absolutely amazing um exhausting uh it's it's a, it's a it's again it's been so long I've, I've completely forgotten what it's like to play um we, we this was seven rounds no six rounds up to nine rounds of flesh and blood 50 minutes around up to so it was it's a it's a long day so you, we're sitting here 9 30 10 o'clock at night just kind of where the end of our tether we're just like let's get this done so there's, there's elements of elation and exhaustion there <laughs> um but no it's an amazing feeling amazing um Finbar's a fantastic player so it's great to sit down and, and, and play him in the finals um and yeah just uh, ecstatic that i came away with the win and obviously Finbar's gone on to do well with the aggro katsu build that he's been playing um how what are you thinking about the the, the uk meta moving forward what have you seen in other road to nationals have been to and what are you expecting coming up so I think the obvious thing to say, and I think, and this is this is a conversation that we have with I have with players in New Zealand, is that um, there's players playing certain decks, and you have to respect those decks because if you want to make it through a top eight, yeah, you're probably going to run into a good uh, Katsu player by the name of Finbar. Yeah. And if you want to make it through a top eight, you're probably going to run into a good Dory player by the name of Sharif. Yeah. So you have to, you have to, you have to play something that you are confident that you can go into these matchups and and win. 
um it's 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 it becomes less of a necessarily a meta game of what you predict in the field and more of a meta game of hey i know these players i know they're good i know they're going to be on these certain decks um and i have to come in ready and bringing my my best against them so um so living rounds is in a couple of weeks it and I'm, I'm it'll be fantastic i th- hopefully um we have we're up to 64 players there and we have a full ensemble of everyone so um don't know don't know what i'm going to bring um might be chain uh might be something a bit different but um yeah no, i'm really really looking forward to it i think yeah I, i'm really looking forward to being there and i think uh it's definitely the biggest road to nationals that we will have had so far as you said before the biggest event in flesh and blood that we'll have had so far um and i know from their skirmish that living realms put on a great event so i'm 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 yeah really really excited uh to to again see you there in a couple of weeks um i think i just want to thank you for your time tonight mark and um for all for all the information you've given us on preparation and and your deck for the the road to national season i'm really interested to see what you bring in a couple of weeks and uh again thank you very much for for taking the time to speak to us here at push the point brilliant hey thank you very much simon um yeah no it's i'm I'll looking forward to seeing you again only two weeks to go cheers buddy speak to you soon okay hello everyone uh welcome to this interview with steelfer who is a two times winner of road to nationals this 2021 season still for how is it how is it going how do you feel with that kind of uh that kind of win those two wins how are you feeling about it yeah i mean obviously i'm feeling good still a bit shocked about how it's kind of fallen uh if you talk to like jason and my friends um i did so badly in the constructed event just before the road to nationals that i actually was like why don't i just go and judge this other event um and i was like i, I don't think i can play there's no, what's the point i'm not going to win um just let me sign up to the judging team and i'll just spend the day at dark sphere just standing around and they had already picked a member of their staff to do it so i was like okay well never mind um <laughs> i'll just lose and be happy but right? no you came up and you you won it and it, i i think you, you mean your record is um you know the first one we did uh, you came second and then um you came first at mana screw which was the next day uh, and then you had another one uh where you didn't top cut and then you came first at dark sphere so your 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 record is pretty consistent i think that's fair to say yeah i mean we were doing the numbers and i've basically played 31 games because i i missed around due to the train so i've, I've got a winning streak from the rtns of 26 wins and five losses across four tournaments which is Which, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In retrospect. <laughs> so I'm sure people, um, I, I know a lot of people will probably know that you've been running um, Agro, Agro Katsu. So I wondered if you could tell us about that and why you chose that hero, um, how you found it. And was that the, the hero you've been playing for a long time or did you switch it up or just, just tell us about your sort of decision processes with that. So where to start i guess is it the hero i've been playing for a very long time uh definitely not um definitely not uh i started the game in february um as a kano player for blitz um that was a lot of fun 
Um, Kano was my first hero. I learned the rules very well playing him. Had a lot of fun melting people with lava. And then Monarch came out, and I got all the cards for Chain, and I played him in the previous fun, so I thought, okay, I'll play Chain. So then I played Chain Blitz, and I switched to Chain CC for the first few events that we were doing. And, I mean, you all have heard this story before, but ultimately I got very frustrated with Chain after sort of the first, well, during the Blitz season, and then with the first two or three CC events we played, I just got very frustrated, because I'd be playing very, very well, in my own opinion, you know, playing my turns optimally, not making mistakes, and then I would lose to not, you know, not getting an Art of War or getting loads of banishes and just not being able to, you know, put the pressure on my opponent because my hand wasn't lining up with the banishes in a way that would actually let me win the game. And that felt very frustrating to me because, I mean, obviously, as you can tell by playing Kano, I've, I've got the sort of brain that likes to look at the pieces available to me and, and optimize my turn in a way that, that I feel like I've played the best turn possible. And when your deck is constantly throwing this um, this this curveball at you, like, okay, well, you get these banishes, it feels very much like you can't put the puzzle together um, and you can't, you know, find a way to play that optimal turn because it, it, it feels more out of your control. Unless you're talking about playing versus control and you've got that late game banish, it feels more out of your control. Yeah, than other it, people. it presents you with new information at the start of your turn. Uh, but I guess with Katsu, did you find the consistency you were looking for in the in a hero with Katsu? Yeah, so I knew I wanted to play aggro because I like games that go fast and finish short, like finish quickly. I like having a nice bit of a break in between rounds to chill out. And generally, I like to be the person dictating the flow and speed of the game. So when I, when I decided to stop playing Chain, I had just finished watching the charity tournament where Kieran had been playing um, Katsu Agro, And I thought, that looks kind of fun. And I had always thought Ninja was quite cool. Um, and I had the stuff for the Ira deck, even though I never really played it. So I thought, let's build that and give it a try. Um, <laughs> and that was kind of the start of it, really. I just, after a few games with this, I was like, actually, this is really fun. Um, yeah. It's an interesting deck. And um, I think, you know, it does contrast with Chain. I mean, both decks are relatively aggressive. I guess Chain's probably a little bit more mid range. But with Katsu, you've got access to that hero ability. Um, and being able to fetch those combo cards seems really key to, to the consistency that maybe you were looking for. What? That is exactly the point. Like it, Katsu's consistency. I mean, the thing is, Katsu is consistent in that, it, depending on how your opponent blocks, you will always have the answer, which I think is very strong from a gameplay perspective, but also very good in terms of a plan perspective. I was talking about this yesterday in in the shameless plug for the uh, deck tech video I did on my own channel um, about the idea of having three plans for the start of your turn on cats you have your ideal plan if your opponent lets damage through and you can trigger katsu you have your backup plan which is what happens if your opponent blocks the first attack and you can't trigger katsu and then you have your control plan what happens if they block everything what's that backup response what am i putting in arsenal what what's going on there to make sure that my next turn has the maximum potential to give me aggro if this turn doesn't. Um, and I think that's a really good way of looking at it. So 
to give a practical example, because I think that kind of scores it home, you might have a leg tap in your hand. You might have a zero cost, um, say, blue whelming gust wave. You might have a um, another blue just find center or something, and you might have um, uh, a red whelming gust wave, right? So your aggro turn here, you could go pitch the blue, Kadachi, Kadachi, leg tap, whelming gust wave. So that's one attack, one attack, th uh, four attack, and three attack. That's like your one possible aggro turn available to you, right? Which is not bad. I mean, it's one, one, three, and four, and three. So it's 10 damage in total. It's not terrible. Your optimal turn is you Kadachi, Kadachi, leg tap. So that means that leg tap has the possibility of getting mask, um, which will get some blocks. And then, you know, you can set it up so that you just come in with. Um, the one from the Whelming Gust Wave and Arsenal, the red one. That's good too. Hmm. Um, but really what you want to do, and I think the optimal play is Kadachi once, come in with the leg tap then, so your opponent doesn't worry about Musk, is less likely to block it, then pitch the blue um, Whelming Gust Wave to get a Rising Knee Thrust. And the Rising Knee Thrust is the mask trigger. And then you can arsenal the red whelming gust wave for the next turn. So if you draw a surging strike, you've got the combo. Yeah, and you run six of those, so there's a decent exact. chance of picking that exact. up. You've been very um, open. I mean, I mean, you have one too, so perhaps you can you can be open. But I think you've actually been very open with how the deck is built um, and with your strategies and talking these through. Um, you have a, a YouTube channel that we will we will link. Um, and do you think it, if someone's coming to your videos and they're 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 you know looking at the way you play the deck, looking at your deck list, how easy would it be for them to just pick up this deck and and play it? Is it going to take a lot of reps to to get to a really high skill level, or can you pick it up and play it to a relatively high standard? So I've been playing this deck now for about a month, maybe over a month now. Um, I would say I think it takes a lot of reps just to get into good habits with the deck. Like, it is very easy to mess up a combo chain by over-pitching or pitching the zero cost you need to play as the next part of the combo or fetching the wrong thing, for example. And then there's lots of other stuff like not keeping track of what's left in your deck via your discard pile in terms of, um, you know, making sure you have the cards that you need to fetch and the cards to set up combos and letting that influence your game plan. I'm not going to say, like, it's aggro, so at the face of it, it's not a super difficult deck in terms of what your plan is but i think the main place where people fall down is not knowing their combos and not planning for when they they think their opponents are going to block and and also just not playing aggressively enough i think the biggest mistake people will make with this deck is not you know not looking at their hand and being like how much damage am i taking this turn and how much damage am i giving back right yeah they're going to be like, well, I probably should block that when the answer is maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the the tournament itself. In terms of, you know, y you go to a tournament and you always have it in your head, you know, that you, you might be able to win it. Um, you know, stuff happens. Did, did you expect to go to these tournaments and do so well? Or did it, did it come as a surprise to you? Uh, absolute shock. Um, I tend to fall somewhere just above average in card games. Um, so when I was sitting there and I was in Geek Retreat and I'd somehow lost the first round and then come back 
undefeated i was just sitting there a bit like oh cool i'm in the top eight that's really good if i can somehow win this game i can get my invite at the the first tournament of the season um and then i did and then i got to the finals and you know it was a close game <laughs> and then the next day i was like well i've missed i didn't almost didn't show up so, um i can't really take <laughs> <Yeah>. any credit <laughs> missed, almost well you did miss the train didn't you and then... i did i did miss the train yeah so you missed round one for for manuscrew didn't you um so yes well you talked me into coming <laughs> so i was sitting there on the train ready to go home and it wasn't leaving the station and trip was like why don't you just come anyway so yeah, i got off the train the aura, and, got, yeah. <laughs> and i yeah exactly i got off the train and i came got on the other train going back in the other direction because i'd already turned around and then showed up um so no didn't expect to win at all um was kind of just really happy and kind of a bit shocked when i was actually winning but then i just managed to calm down and be like well you know this game is just another game i've played a lot of these people already and let's try and win amazing so we'll we'll we'll, we'll start to wrap up a little bit but just before we finish up, um, I just wonder what you sort of think about what what do you what do you want to achieve kind of next in Flesh and Blood? I mean, you, you obviously have your YouTube channel, which is doing very well. You're playing competitively, competitively, and that's going very well. What what kind of what sort of things do you want to kind of achieve in the game now after you've had this this success? Well, obviously, I want to go to nationals and have a good time. Um, we'll see how I get on. It's going to be a very interesting meta. I don't know if Agrokatsu will still be viable then with the um, Tales coming out. Um, you know, really, my, my, my main goals at the moment is just to get more people interested, you know, because I run those weekly gaming nights at Rule Zero. I just want to get more people coming along and playing the game. That's a really big goal for me. Obviously, I want my channel to have lots of interesting content and look a bit better. And I'm kind of working on that at the moment with a friend of mine because um, I just enjoy talking about the game. So, like, I, you know, most people would be like, oh, yeah, my goal is to go to a calling and win it. And, like, obviously, I'm going to do all that stuff. I'm going to try, but I, I'm not really so so arrogant as to be like, no, I'm going to show up and I'm going to win because I've taken two road to nationals. So I'm clearly, you know, one of the, you know, I'm, I'm not going down that road. Um, I just really enjoy playing this game. I'd love it if the Tales of Aria heroes were good, if Ranger suddenly turned around and started being a good hero and, you know, the meta shifts massively. And that's kind of why I'm so open when I end up talking about my deck, you know. Um, when I finish playing against my friends at tournaments, I will teach them where I think they went wrong against me or how they could improve against other Katsu players. Um, because really, the more we talk about where the game is now, so the more we talk about the meta decks that are here now, how to beat them, what their weaknesses are, what their strengths are, the more we give opportunity for someone creative or sit at home reading cards to get that spark but says actually i think i can build a deck that can beat that and that's where the really interesting stuff comes in so if you see me being really open about the decks i'm playing and how i'm winning that's because i want someone to come up with the really interesting idea that shuts me down and then someone else to come up with the really interesting idea that shuts them down i mean we have we have what nine viable decks at the moment that have won road to nationals balance is amazing in this game so far yeah and uh, the more we talk about it, the more that has room to grow. So, sorry, that wasn't really a clear goal, but <laughs> no, it was a great answer though, and I completely, uh, I, I completely agree with what you're saying as well. Um, I think bringing new players into the game is a really key priority for all of us. Um, but I know, I know you've been doing these 
these armory events uh, for relatively new players. Uh, Rule Zero, that's over in Stratford, London, every Wednesday night. If anyone is in that area, feel free to come over. And yeah, I think being open about your deck techs and your, your strategies is really good at getting people into the game because they know that they can do some research even if they don't have people to play against they can at least watch these videos get an idea of what competitive decks look like and get out there and play um still for it's been fantastic to talk to you i'm sure we'll have you on the podcast again in the future uh and thanks for coming along and chatting with us today yeah no problem you're welcome i'm humbled to meet with what uh <laughs> the uh community well when i say the community our small little testing group has dubbed the king of the north but i will have to say that you did win a midlands uh tournament <laughs> and yeah and, and you did actually win a very 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 north tournament so mr two winner second time on the podcast is Shingo. Hello, thanks for having me again. I will say the nickname is slightly too much, but I do appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> I, I threw a spanner in the works and said, mate, surely he's got to win like Glasgow and Living Realms, and then that'll be the real King of the North. Or everyone starts saying Glasgow is like the wildling area. I don't know. <laughs> Beyond the wall, right? <laughs> yeah. Glasgow's home turf though, so it should be interesting. Living Realms is gonna be is gonna be a big scene. It's gonna be a really good tournament. Looking forward to that. Uh so now yeah, so Living Realms is gonna be absolute fire, man, because we're gonna have like mm-hmm. absolute kings like yourself, Finbar and Mark, um, who've but all the winners that we're interviewing on this episode and um yeah i tell you what it's actually quite interesting because um it's you know you would when it started off you see mark win the first one you win fit seen finbar win the second one and then um you win the third one mm-hmm. and then finbar again wins the fourth one and now you're yep. back winning the fifth one. I was like, geez, we're, we're, this is not even an even spread. You and Finbar are just in cahoots. <laughs> yeah, right. no, it was, it was definitely crazy because Finbar wins the second one, right? And at this stage, you're like, wow, that's amazing. There's no way that's going to happen to me. And then ah. I just won the second <laughs> one and I was just like, wow. I, I honestly did not expect that. It was a very surreal moment. Um. I yeah, I was pretty shocked with both my wins, and both of them felt like a surreal moment. And yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with it. Oh mate, uh, it's it's so cool to see that because uh, like you were you you you're the you were the first UK player to hit a thousand experience, which is you got we got you one on the second episode, and then you hear again, man, like winning two road to nationals. And I just want to point out as well, right? We recorded last week when he won the uh the boards and swords hobby event and we're like cool we're going to talk about a lot about that and then he goes off and wins another bloody tournament and i'm like <laughs> oh my god this recording is not going to work please come back so we could talk about your double belt win <laughs> so christ you need to you need to put dorinthia away hey man you need to give some other oh, boys no. a chance well i am gonna actually I am considering putting her away, but I just want to say when I went to TCC because I was already qualified, um, I there was n- very low pressure. So I took a Katsu deck and my Dorinthia deck, and I went to John, great guy at TCC. Shout out to John and Chris, and I gave John both lists, and I'm like, you pick randomly which deck I'm playing, and he picked Dorinthia. Oh man, yeah. so so it's John's fault. Exactly, <laughs> blame John. <laughs> well okay we're gonna go through the questions uh so uh um, okay. 
so who so who did you run? I think we we covered that, didn't we? Yep, ran Dorinthia Ironsong, great hero, highly recommend her. Uh, and how did you prepare for Dorinthia in this meta? So it's very interesting. I actually did not do as much prep on Dory as I did on Katsu. So yeah. this meta started and we had the charity event uh, hosted by the New Zealand crew and Matt Rogers, right? Yeah, Card Game and Merchant. Yeah, yeah. Card Game Merchant, thank you. And they had a very interest. it gave us a very interesting early view of the meta. And Aaron Curtis actually went to the finals with a Dory list. And I was really shocked because I always thought the Dory into prison matchup was a really rough one. He goes to the final and I look at his list and it feels very familiar. It feels like an extension of my Blitz list. So I played a few games with it and it felt, I just, you know, it was very typical to how I would play my Blitz games with a few changes. And so it was a natural progression and I was really happy with how the list played, but I could not sort the prism matchup. So I dropped the list, started playing Katsu and was getting my Katsu reps and I was actually quite happy with how Katsu was performing. And then I was just gathering lists from all over the place, right? And I message our great and dear Dante, and I'm like, give me a list for Katsu, please. To which he provides me his Dory list. And his Dory <laughs> list was interesting. He added a few spice here and there. But the key spice was Dusk Path Pilgrimage. So he had changed the list so that you are aiming to hit three times in one turn, multiple turns. And it builds up this huge amount of combo. You get to build up your counters. It's really huge swing turns. I tried his list into Prism, and I think I lost three times. So I wasn't sold on his list, but I did take back that Dust Path Pilgrimage was amazing. And so I started playing with that idea in my list. So it was a combination of Aaron's list and Dante's Spice. And I came up with the list that I have. So it's nice. Dory and she has she can go tall, she can go wide, she can hit three times with her sword. And that's really all you need in this meta because a lot of the heroes you're going to play against do not block. If we look at Katsu Agro, he struggles to block. If we look at Shane, Shane typically chooses not to block early game. And then Prism, normally it will be Agro Prism, she also chooses not to block. So you're really able to build up that momentum and most of the time, by the by the time the other classes go into gear, it's too late. Yeah, no, that's 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 awesome to hear. So interesting, you say that that the um, the chat Aaron that won the charity event, and you're saying that his uh, blitz, the, your deck felt very much like a blitz deck. I actually mm -hmm. had the uh, the opportunity to actually play him in that charity event, and he said it is the blitz deck. Mm -hmm. It's just got added it's just the blitz deck and i've just padded it out with pretty much the third copy of most of the cards and 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 yep. a few spicy other cards it's literally the blitz deck in a bigger version so yeah it's it felt very familiar that and that helped with the transition i also sorry I, I did forget i would like to shout out a lot of people that did help me with this deck Go and for testing it, this deck shout outs, man. so there's like dyson regular raccoon jake we have big med size simon we have Hammertron, Jason, we have yourself and Pierce, who were my Bolton guinea pigs. And we have, obviously, Stelfer, Finbar, who was on Katsu as well. Um, and a it's lot a of other route, people right? from the... Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of other people from the online community who... Uh, oh, I should actually also mention Bill, 
who was really nice to share with me his uh, prism list and who was one of the reasons I was terrified to bring Dory because he kept just destroying me on his prism list. Yeah, <laughs> Bill's a cool dude, man. We like we, we all yeah. like Bill. So, um, yeah. Uh, so the next thing that I wanted to ask is, uh, did you, ex- well, did, it's a bit of a weird one. Did you expect to do as well as you did? Generally, I think every person that we say that is goes, <laughs> no, because if they go, yeah, no. man. I, of course I was going to win, you know, that's right, very humble of you, but did you expect to do as well as you did? And maybe the more real question is, you know, how, where did you feel this deck or your reps or your performance would have, you felt like it would have took you overall, I suppose? So I did not expect to do as well as I did. I didn't expect to win one, let alone two events. Of course. Um, I do think that my reps did carry me because I felt very comfortable with what the deck is trying to do and how it wants to do it. So, you know, after a while, you see the lines and you know, okay, I'm going to block this. Oh, I want to hold this. This is what's left in my deck. And I knew that was going to carry me somewhat through a lot of the newer players joining in because Dory had kind of fallen out of favor in the Monarch meta. So a lot of people hadn't really dealt with her. So that actually came into play a lot into Bash. But what really shocked me in TCC is that their crowd was quite established and people had played there for a while. So actually, yeah, it was a lot of people that were a lot more familiar with Dory. And yeah, I still am not sure how I went through that gauntlet and came out winning. Um, Dory can just do that, can't she? Like, mm -hmm. even if you have a... you got an, even if you really do know what you're doing, she can still just give you a hard time. Yeah. I do think Dust Path Pilgrimage was the saving grace. People are not too familiar with it, so they don't know how much they should respect it. And mm. if you disrespect it, it's just a huge turn, especially if bolters are still on. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. It allows the deck to go further. And again, the, the deck does really well in the meta where no one is really blocking. The main concern with the deck uh, was Bravo, and especially Dyson's mid-range Bravo, who was my loss at TCC. So, yeah. So, did, was that was that around one loss on at TCC? No, at TCC it was around two losses. Around oh, one loss was broke, a bash. You've broke. So, if people don't know, you may you may hear it throughout this podcast. I'm not sure, but I'll throw it in anyway. But you may not know that. Um, Finbar, the winner, or the guy who's won twice, uh, has lost his first round, and then Shingo went and lost his first round <laughs> in the Bash event. So now, and also as well, a lot of people who lost their first rounds all ended up making it into the top eight and even the top four. So there's this UK theory of drop your first round and you're in the top eight, baby. And uh, <laughs> you've gone and you've gone and took a, took that whole theory away. But Sorry. Yeah, man, it's all good. I will just end this on one final cheeky question from myself, which is, um, with where do you see Dorinthia overall in this meta with seeing the likes of Katsu, Chain, uh, Bravo as the because uh, I heard Session Blood just call it the, the the three pillars, and I think that's pretty mm-hmm. fair, and I do think Dash and Prism it not. Are, are, are also amongst this um and even bolt so bolton 
Prism and Dash are just sort of like very closely behind those things, right? So where do you mm-hmm. find Prism fits in this overall thing? Do you think she's underrated or, you know? I think she was underrated. Uh, there is someone else I would like to shout out, which is Sebastian. I would butcher his last name, so I'm not going to attempt it. But he literally just won the ENTCG Road to Nats on Dory as well. So nice. I think people were worried of the Dory Prism matchup, right? However, Prism is turning out to be a bit of a double-edged sword where she's mm. not converting as much as we thought she was going to do. And that means that if you may, if you manage to dodge Prism early on in the tourney, you have a strong chance with Dory because she does really well in Agro Katsu. She has an interesting matchup in um Chain. But then again, Chain has the same thing with everyone, right? It depends on their banishment. You could just blow anyone out, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? If Shane banishes well, Dory can't do anything against that. Uh, and then there's Bravo, which I still haven't landed exactly where the matchup stays. Because I feel like she can do well against a control Bravo because some of her three-time hits going wide tricks. Um but mid-range Bravo, she really struggles with. So Bravo is a bit of that question mark. But I feel like Bravo is one of those decks that people need a lot more reps on than they realize. So mm. to go against a very strong Bravo is it's not as common as going against strong chains when you have, you know, 20 chains in the event. Yeah, yeah or, absolutely. Or uh, even strong Katsu. Um so, yeah, I think she was underrated. I think she's coming on people's radars. I don't think... She, I I want to say she's one of she should be one of the main pillars, but I don't think so. She is yeah. just slightly behind. Sure, sure. Well, honestly, thank you, Shingo. Thank you so much for joining in. Is there anything you want to sign off on before we, uh, before we skedaddle? No, thanks again for having me. And to everyone that I met or to anyone that I forgot to shout out, Thanks for playing with me. Thanks for the games. It was a lot of fun. And hopefully I'll see you at Living Realms. I'll see you at Glasgow Road to Nats. And I'll see you at Nats. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I just had my son hugging me. We're still recording. We're doing a bit. I thought that was super cute, by the way. That was uh, bedtime to the boy. Thank you, everyone. I I I was trying to be professional. Yeah, I just kindly tell my son to go away. Yeah, Good night. And then does someone goes, so cute. Get off me. Does he not know we're, we're, recording a, we're recording a podcast here. So uh, Yeah, we're recording that's... a podcast. Do you want love from me now? <laughs> Look at the time. <laughs> it's, 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 it's fucking podcast time. <laughs> it's fucking podcast, mate. Get out. Uh, uh, before, before we, we get Hamish in trouble for what we were saying. <laughs> social swearing. services. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they ain't going to get me for that. They ain't getting him. <laughs> Hey, hey, they got to catch me first. Where's your evidence? Um, I don't know. If, this I don't is know. episode ten. Get the views up. <laughs> I think that's Your the Honor. first time we've mentioned this is episode ten. By the way, everyone, we are super yeah. psyched to be on uh, episode ten. This is our tenth birthday. It is actually pretty impressive. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are for podcasts, but I think most of them die after one or two episodes. But we we really enjoy doing this, and we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep keep going because. People seem to really like it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the uh, the grapevine in the last couple of days, but there there may have been a couple of cards spoiled uh, for the new set Tales of Aria. 
I yeah. know. I did oh. see these cards. They actually look pretty interesting. I think <laughs> they LSS have done the classic thing again, where they release cards with keywords that we have no idea what they actually do. Uh, so there's this thing called a frostbite token. Is that is that correct? We, yeah, we there's a frostbite what... token, and then there's a yeah. keyword fused, which we don't know what that does either. But you know, we're we're we're, we're, yeah. we're a flesh and blood we're flesh and blood content creators, so we're going to sit here and we're going to speculate about these cards um, as much as we can. By the time but, we get well, this out, they'll probably have the answer solved. Yeah, but we're <laughs> going to pretend that we know with so, Lexi so... Livewire, which doesn't really sound like a flesh and blood hero. Lexi Livewire sounds like she's a, a 20s uh, showgirl who's ready to make it in the city. And that, I'm, I'm here for it. I'll absolutely uh, that sounds it. like an actor you'd see in fake time, Yeah, so. I feel like Lexi Livewire. <laughs> I don't know. Got him. I, I don't know. You don't, oh, you don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're I talking about. I love that joke. Do you know why I love that joke? Because it literally tells everyone. Yeah, you've watched it. <laughs> I, I didn't actually hear what you said. I said, that's a girl that you would see in Fake Taxi. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you all know it. You all know all you lads sitting there chuckling to yourselves. Lads, lads, lads. Lads, lads, lads. Fake Taxi. Lexi Live Wire. Come on, girl. You do it. Dominate. Dominate. Do we need to... <laughs> Sounds electric. I think, we need um, to, I, think, I think we need to clap again, don't we? No, I might get, I don't know. I'll, I'll um, <laughs> you, all you've had is a small amount of southern comfort and a bit it's of the appetizer. That's, uh, that's it's the sugar. Electric. It's gone to his head. Mm. So, so I think the anyway, interesting yeah. thing so far About is Lexi Livewire. Is yeah. She is an elemental ranger yeah. like and she has essence of lightning and ice. And we've we've also had another card, Weave Lightning, which mentions elemental cards and lightning cards as two distinct entities. So, is the talent elemental? Are there multiple talents? Yeah, I missed that. Um, I, I, I saw. I missed that a little. I missed that uh, bus. What What was that about? About because I, I heard one of the guys in the testing group was mentioning, "Oh, there's four talents," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, no, it's one. It's elemental, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't quite get it. I missed the boat. So, well, we Weave Lightning. Them- uh, is the third card that was revealed and it is a lightning yeah, action that. so it's a lightning card but it says the next lightning or elemental attack action card you play this turn gains plus three if nah, it's nah, if nah, it's nah, fused nah. it gains go again so right. that's that's named lightning and elemental as separate entities and yep. given us the keyword fused has it got it in the text on the bit on the bottom? You know when you see attack action, non-attack action. It just says lightning just... action. Yeah, I don't see this as a. So I my don't know. my theory is that the um, the talent is elemental, or it, I mean it has got to be at least elemental. But there are subsets, so you've got lightning, ice, and probably one one other. But the yeah. elemental cards are like a generic version of that talent card. So like we have class cards and generics, maybe we have talent cards and generics. Really interesting to see how that how that ends up panning out. But we, we've got a little bit of a wait. I think it's the 2nd of September is when we start, we, we're going to start seeing more more stuff. But then we've got the calling in uh, the New American Zealand. callings. Yeah, they're um, gonna actually, we're going to see all the cards. Yeah, um, we're going to see. Like, we're going to see it all. We're going to see a very sort of um, 
natural spoiler cycle where people will just be opening packs at events and we're going to see all these cards we kind of got near the end of monarch where there was events and we were seeing cards that we still hadn't had spoiled which is pretty fun and we'll probably know the fabled relatively quickly as well which is something we don't normally get to know that's probably because you're going to open it dan so well i'll try my very best (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know about you guys i'm very very much looking forward to pre-release i've got four lined up and three of them are in london which is amazing so it means i don't have to travel across the country for a change to to do any to do the events and it just it, it makes me really happy that london is um london's been a little bit slow to pick up on the game but we've we've got some really good stores now who are pushing the game and some really dedicated fans, including employees of the stores who are fans and other people who are fans who are pushing the game in London. So that's really good for me, but I can't wait to open some, some tales. I, I, I have a real soft spot for sealed because I played a lot of it. Um, and I traveled around playing sealed Monarch a lot and I, I enjoy it. I, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea and it's a bit random, but I think it's quite a fun thing to do. If See, you don't if I, take it too seriously, it's just a bit of a laugh. And... If I was at home that weekend, I would be going to three or four pre-releases. And unfortunately, I have a family event that weekend. So I will be lucky enough to get to one pre-release, mm. which is a real shame because like you, I love Sealed. I think it's a great format uh, for for casual play, especially. Yeah, and... especially for casual play. And new players as well. Exactly. I think it's quite nice. And it's it's a great way to open some cards for the new set right at the beginning. Uh, but yeah, hopefully I'll get to my one, uh, which I've signed up for at Underworld Games in Nottingham. Uh, I know Bash are having one the next day, and there is a Geek Retreat in Nottingham having one on the Sunday. So there is a, a natural three pre-release schedule over that weekend. But... Yeah, I'll be away seeing family, and family is important, so I yeah, won't, I won't be is. too unhappy about that. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, it's yeah, like, don't it's just play. Is, j- don't just play fab all day, boys and girls. Spend some time with your friends and stuff. But when your friends play fab, it's not too bad. Yeah. That's what I always say. Yeah, man. Right. Is uh, is that everything? Yeah, that was a pretty tidy podcast. I mean, I we, so. We've wrapped it up pretty nicely. I mean, there's still tons to edit for Hamish, but I, I we're, we're pretty much bang on the hour mark with the audio. We only well, have to edit out about 45 minutes for the well, episode. I'm so, well, I'm so glad that I picked up this Carlsberg because um, I reckon I would have been a blob. With is it treating, uh, you much, com- treating you much better than the uh, Yeah, yeah. Comfort. Comfortizer is... Um, not the it's one. Not, it's not comforting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well it's been 10 episodes um we've really been enjoying doing this podcast it's been amazing to see how many people are listening you know we're, we're averaging sort of 350 listens on on this on the spotify and apple we music thing guys, and we're honestly. getting hundreds of views on the youtube and we're just going to keep cracking on and just keep making the podcast because we all enjoy making it um and i hope you all enjoy listening to it so more to come um, yeah We'll, 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 we've got some national road to nationals left we've obviously got nationals coming up we'll be doing stuff around that um, but yeah it's just been great hasn't it yeah Simon loves it too I genuinely look forward to the times <laughs> when we so can... the dramatic pause <laughs> yeah, was great again. Oh, <laughs> I don't think it quite works on podcasts but for us we're like wow yeah it's really powerful for everyone else it's like you so ruined it you've ruined it <laughs> <laughs> love you bye love you bye love you bye <laughs>